Uh, so first question is, who loves education more? No, just kidding. Don't answer that question. <laughs> don't don't answer that one. That don't don't answer that one. Um, here's a real one though. Who was the better student in high school? Ooh, I can I can answer this one. Rachel is the much smarter Dr. Hoffert and the much better looking Dr. Hoffert. So uh, when it comes to things, I'm always the one asking her questions. There you Probably go. Probably not the other way around. I understand. It's the same in my household, um, especially with high school GPA. We won't go to where mine was because I guarantee it was below both of yours. Um, but I do. I, I want to get back to sort of the beginning of your interest in education. For each of you, when was it when you were like, I, I think I could make a career of this teaching education thing? And Rachel, I'll start with you. Sure. You know, I grew up and I tell my students this, like putting the stuffed animals on the steps and teaching them. Um, But then I got to my senior year and I thought, maybe I don't want to be a teacher. Maybe I want to be a nurse. Um, Went to a visitation day, saw what was required of nursing professionals um, and realized I couldn't do that blood um, and the needles. So as I looked at that, I kind of got back to that education and just knew that that is where I really felt at peace. I think I had to explore a little, but I felt at peace that that is where God wanted me. And then he just continued to guide me on that journey. Mm. Yeah. How about you? For me, it was definitely in high school. Um, I was probably a kid that, that didn't quite fit in in a lot of places. And, you know, it was my teachers and coaches that, that really surrounded around me and, and gave me the, the self-worth and realized that, that I had potential in something. And uh, so as I was going off to college, I, I wanted to emulate them. Um, I, I saw myself and I saw what they were able to do for me. And so it was, it was my mission to be able to give back in that same way. And I, I still think about that, that impact that they had on me. So that was, that was the reason that I wanted to become a history teacher. Hmm. Uh, you met in college, right? Were you, were you both education majors? And is it through that that you met or how did you meet in college? Both education majors, um, and I just remember a friend hooking me up on, we had these roommate dates, Uh um, and so she had to ask someone for me um, just to go, and so our whole hall would go, and so I said, I don't know, do you think you could ask Dave Hoffert? Um, And she did, and it was a pumpkin carving event, so it was very, um, just a fun event, and that's where we we hit it off and really got to know each other, Ah. so... And that was our, our freshman year when people say that you go to college to find your, your, your spouse someday again. <laughs> we, we definitely did. And then we were married before our, our senior year. Wow. And then it, both went into teaching right after college and, and in classroom teachers. Were you same school? I mean, where did you start off your teaching careers? Well, Rachel was elementary. I was secondary. And, and it, was, it was interesting because, I mean, we watched... God just opened up doors in our life because I remember the first time that I brought Rachel back to Warsaw in the Winona Lake area. And she was like, wow, this is a really small town. She was from Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> and so uh, Grand Rapids, a little bit a little bit bigger than Warsaw. Um, and I remember one of her first things was like, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever come back here and live. Mm. Um, and uh, very quickly, as, as she spent more time in this area, she fell in love with it. And so as we applied uh, multiple different places, you know, it was one of our dreams to be able to come back to this area. Mm. So uh, I, I was really fortunate. I, I was hired in as a, as a history teacher 
um, and a boys track coach at Warsaw Community High School. Uh, Rachel was about 30 minutes away at Goshen um, at Model Elementary School. And uh, we, we did that commute for the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Rachel, how long were you in the classroom as a teacher before you then made the leap to professor of teachers? Yeah, it was a journey. So I uh, taught in Goshen Community Schools for five years um, and then had the opportunity to pursue my master's degree, but then also produce, uh, pursue classes through Purdue University um, with just literacy. How do mm. we help kids become readers and writers and what new strategies are out there? Love that. And then I was asked to stay in Goshen Community Schools, but teach half the day, and then the other half the day um, work with my colleagues with professional development, leading those opportunities, um, really focused on literacy learning. Mm. And so that was wonderful for me. Um, And I learned so much and just fell in love with that process of helping kids become readers and writers and giving them that gift of literacy. But then um, the Lord had some changes for our family. Um, We were proud parents of our son, Ryan. Um, but we were in an adoption process to bring home Robinson from Ethiopia. Uh, the Lord just really laid Ethiopia on our hearts. And so um, we knew that that was going to be a change. And I also kind of knew by then I probably needed to be closer to home. I still wanted to be in the classroom and work Um but I needed to be closer. We lived in Warsaw. And so God opened up the door for me to teach at Leesburg Elementary, fifth grade, um, then stepped out of the classroom completely and worked at the central office with instructional coaching and reading and writing. Um, And then the opportunity came open at Grace, Mm. and I just felt like God was leading me uh, to apply. I didn't know what was expected or how that was going to look. And I absolutely love working with college students. It is a joy to walk into the college classroom um, and especially see those future teachers. Yeah. Our families have that uh, mutual love for Ethiopia, and we've talked about that. And, and you guys have some great stories um, that uh, about your time there and, and adventures in Ethiopia. I, I'm interested in the, the literacy part. What was it about that? You said you fell in love with kind of literacy and, and helping kids learn to read and write. What what was it that just caused you to be like, wow, that is so fun? You know, I think it was walking, and I tell my college students in one of their first classes they take with me, we answer the question, how do I teach a child how to read? Um, and that class one of the days we're here on campus learning the theory and the how-to, and then a bus picks us up, a Grace College bus, um, for the the second day during that week. And we actually hold class at Leesburg Elementary, and um, students are working with kindergartners, and they're learning what they learned in class and helping kindergartners learn to read. And I'm there, and we're reflecting on the lessons. And um, it's just such a powerful experience. But I share that because here I was entering this third-grade classroom in Goshen, first-year teacher. Um, About 40% of my students were English language learners. And Mm. I thought to myself, oh, I'm so glad it's third grade. They're all going to know how to read. Mm. Um, And I learned very quickly that I wasn't prepared um, to help students learn how to read. I had students who were just learning English. Um, I I had students who had difficulties reading. And then I had students who were just taking off as readers and writers. And that was humbling for me. Um, And I had to really... uh, do what good teachers do and depend on my mentor teachers and read and research on my own um, because I wanted to learn how I could give that 
gift of reading and writing to all children. Mm. Um, and so that was just very powerful. And I tell that to my students because my, my future teachers, because I tell them I never want you to enter and feel maybe not as prepared as I did that mm. first year. We all have things to learn, but I had a lot to learn that mm. first year. I have a, a kindergartner who's in that learning to read process, and it is so fun to see them like discover new words and discover new ideas and, and get excited about, wow, the, the world kind of opens up to them when they learn that process. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you for, for sharing and, and what you've brought to the classroom here at Grace to get students excited about going into our local classrooms as well. Uh, so give us a little smattering of classes that you teach at Grace, just so people have an idea of like, hey, this is this is the kind of things that you, you teach typically. Yep, so I do teach that lit sequence. So um, we have four literacy classes and, and the state requires those just because as a teacher, you spend about half of your day teaching reading, writing, and phonics. So the first one is how do I teach a child how to read? Um, Second class is all about writing. We look at a scribble on a piece of paper all the way up to a persuasive composition that we would want to see sixth graders writing. Mm. Um, and so we look at those developmental phases, and I'm actually going to be teaching that this afternoon, and I'll have writing out on all the tables, and my students will be analyzing that that kid writing and um thinking about as teachers, how would I move these writers forward? So uh -huh. making those decisions. And then we look at literacy three. How do I help children who really find that reading and writing process difficult? Um, we're over at Jefferson Elementary working with fourth graders who can read the words um, but struggle to comprehend. And then I teach methods of language arts, which is how do we just put this whole thing together and plan cohesive reading and writing blocks. And so students are in classrooms practicing. Um, but I think I do have to go off here on a little trail. My favorite piece about methods of language arts is when I get to co-teach with my husband. Aww. So um, in that class, my students are you know, just about ready to go into student teaching. And so um, I, invite, I invite David in and we uh, co-teach together just on he hits interviewing process and student teaching and how to get off on a good foot and then we really look at our personal journey and how that's intersected with the classroom um, and that's probably one of my favorite classes to teach that's awesome that's it's really neat that you get to do that together and thank you for investing as well uh, in in what you see here at grace um, so your your English literacy writing which is fun for me to hear because i have a kindergartner second fourth and like the classes you're talking about i'm like oh i see that spectrum of what my kids are learning along the way and working on so um you're the you're the history buff though um uh, started in the classroom as a history teacher so tell us a bit, little bit of the journey uh from the from the classroom to the administration Sure, and it, it really came out of the adoption process. It, it changed our life. And I mean, I know we could talk for hours on the experience that we had through the adoption process and in Ethiopia, and then even after we came back. Um, and, and we found ourselves different people. And, you know, something something started shining in our, our life um, that, that drew attention to some other people. And it, it might have been uh, leadership experience. I, I'm not sure quite what it was, but we were out to eat even just one evening and a neighboring school superintendent came over to our table 
and just said, Dave, um, what did you think about being our high school principal next year? I thought she was joking. I, I, I'm like, no, you don't want me. I'm so underqualified. Uh, I love the history classroom. I, I love being around high school students. Um, but I think I'm going to stay in that history classroom for the rest of my life. And she goes, no, you know what? Call me, call me tomorrow. Call me later this week, and, and we'll talk about it. And I, I called her up, and she goes, no, I'm, I'm really serious. We need a head principal next year. Um, I know that you don't have experience, but what would you think about coming over and doing that? And we prayed about it for a while, um, and we said, you know what? If God's opening up this door, um, who are we to try to, to shut it? Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. And so I, I found myself over in Wabash, Indiana at Northfield Junior Senior High, a uh, 7th through 12th grade uh, school. Absolutely loved it. Mm. Was sure that I was going to do that for the rest of my life as well. And uh, it's about two and a half years into it. Rachel uh, was just talking with Grace College at that point about uh, coming back here and accepted that position. And uh, I got a call back from Warsaw Community Schools that said, what would you think about coming home? Uh, we have the assistant superintendent position open. Once again, I said, hey, I am so unqualified for this. I, I'm not the person. Uh, back to what you were saying earlier, hey, did you guys look at my transcripts from high school? I mean, uh, uh, I guess I wasn't bad, but it wasn't, I wasn't uh, off the charts or anything else like that. And um, we, we watched that uh, transpire, and I, I did that for uh, three years and then moved into the superintendent role. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been blessed. This is already year number eight wow. as superintendent with Warsaw Schools. And I uh, really feel blessed to be here in this community uh, giving back. I'm a fourth generation Warsaw kid. Um, so uh, so again, this is my home. Mm -hmm. This is this is where I believe that, that God has really set us up for a mission. And um, what Rachel was talking about, it, this is an unsolicited plug. I, I just want to say how incredible the students are that come out of Grace College. Um, you know, there is a, a teacher shortage uh, everywhere right now. And, and part of what we talk to them about is the Grace College education majors are coming out so prepared. Uh, when we look at the um, testing licensure tests that, that students have to take, Grace College scores at the, the top every single year. Mm -hmm. Um, with the literacy classes, they are the top in Indiana. Uh, Why is that? What do you think the reason is? That, I mean, especially literacy. You got any, you got any ideas? My wife here any credit. But uh, uh, actually, you know, again, she is one of the foremost experts in the field. And you look at the rest of the education department up there. They love kids. Um, they, they love the, the craft of teaching. And um, Grace College students, I, I'm so blessed to have them in our schools. Warsaw Community Schools would be in a really hard position if it was not for the continued partnership between Grace College, uh, the Education Department, and Warsaw Community Schools. I mean, we are hungry to have these students working with our kids their freshman year mm -hmm. and, and then being able to work with them all the way through their, their senior year and graduation. We know that not all of them will stay in Warsaw. Some of them are, are going to go back home to, again, what they see as their mission fields. Uh, but I mean, we're, we're there and we're ready to hire as many of those gray students that are willing to stay around <laughs> here as possible. And and we do. We look at our schools. Our schools are a direct reflection of Grace College and Seminary. It's a great partnership um, that we have with Warsaw Community Schools, with Lakeland Christian, with all the area schools, because I think, you know, that's that's what we want our students to know is this is a mission field, the ability to go out and make a difference in the lives of students. And I love when I walk into my building, I often see you or other administrators and principals here investing back into our students, um, which is is a great just 
opportunity that our students get all this real life experience while they're here. Um, so thank you for making that happen and um, and for hiring our students and giving them the opportunity. And uh, you know, my kids at Jefferson Elementary, I get to see that spectrum of how great Warsaw Community Schools is um, and also how great Grace College grads are because most of my kids' teachers have been Grace College grads, um, which has been a, a wonderful thing. Um, I appreciate you telling us all about education. I know we could spend years and days on, on there. I, I do have to ask, though, you guys do a good job of, of also having a life, uh, which is hard when you have a, a significant professor role, you're, you're an administrator. Um, so uh, tell me, I'm, I'm a, our, our family, don't, I'm not going to let my kids listen. We're thinking about the Disneyland thing. So which one of you is the Disneyland person and what's your one tip of advice? Why, why do you like it? Oh, okay. Well, that's me. I am the Disney World person. Um, you really do kind of feel like you're in a okay Disney World. world I said they there. are different, right? They Disney are different. World. I don't yeah. even. Yeah, land is out in California. I haven't been there yet, but um, no, I I do love Disney World. My tip of advice would be plan. If you can plan, um, you will love Disney World. So you just have to know what time to get on those buses and get to those rides. And if you have a good plan. Um, it's a great place to spend some time. What do you love about Disney World? Probably that we just have so many good family memories there that um, I look back on a lot. And so it's probably just those family memories that have been created around Star Wars or the castle or something like that. But those are just family memories that we'll have forever. And there is a connection to literacy, right? I mean, I mean, Disney is story. Yes, right? I mean, that's, everything's that's a story. It, that's what You're it right. is. You're right. Yes. Um, so there is that connection there. Everything is a story. Hmm. Yes. And uh, so that means you're the runner. And so that's the way you kind of step away from the from the day to day. And and I'm an aspiring runner, right? You know that about me. I always ask you for advice. So always want you to come join me on yeah. next to me on a treadmill. Yeah, well, you you start too early and you go too long. So <laughs> I agree uh, with you. I agree. <laughs> so what 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 is it about running? Why is that kind of a, a thing for you? Yeah, you know what? Um I, I was a pretty good runner in high school and, and was able to run in college and then I came back here and was able to coach at, uh, as a head track coach for seven years at Warsaw High School. And, and I just loved it. Uh, for me it was something Thing, again, that gave me self-confidence. It, it helped me be able to prepare for um, other challenges that you have in life. Uh, you know, as I stepped out and became a principal and then I was going through my uh, doctoral process, I kind of stopped running and kind of gained a few extra pounds. And I, I got finished, and I think this was my wife's little nudge uh, that when I finished my doctorate, she realized that I had been eating probably way too much Taco Bell on the way to class and, <laughs> and some other things that way. So again, I, I got a gift of a pair of running shoes. And, uh, you know, I kept saying, I don't want to do this because I'm never going to be as fast as I was in high school and college. You know, I don't want to be that old guy that's out there limping around, you know, type of thing. And my wife goes, well, why don't you do something that you've never done before? And I'm like, well, why don't I go do a marathon? You know, that, that sounds like fun. So I absolutely did not train right. I, I did not know the nutrition. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I took the family in a car and we went down and ran one that was down around Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, it was absolutely miserable. It hurt so bad. It was, it was everything that I said that I would never do. I got finished with it. I think I probably kicked a couple things uh, on the way. And I'm like, I'm never going to do this again. And then on the drive back, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I should do this, and I'm going to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And my wife's like, 
did you see what you just ran? I mean, you're going to have to run like an hour and a half faster to qualify <laughs> for the Boston Marathon, and you're going to have to get back in shape. And I said, you know what? This is something that I, I think I will uh, I think I'll do. I'll figure it out as a, as a stress relief. It's my quiet time. It's my reflection time uh, to, to be involved, and it, it keeps me healthy. And so um, I'll run uh, this spring will be the Boston Marathon now five times. Wow. Um, so again, I'm about 20 some marathons in. Uh, it's a great time. I, I grab my, my kids and the family and, um, you know, we've we've used it kind of as educational learning time as well. So it's like, OK, you know what? I, I'm going to grab one of my sons and we'll go to uh, we'll go to Boston. And we'll spend two days in Boston before the marathon and just soak in all the history. Uh, last year, I was able to take the two older boys out to Utah and did a downhill marathon that was out there. And, and they just absolutely love getting to see Salt Lake City. So we kind of combined a, a number of different things. And it was, how do we get family time out of this? How do we get learning time out of it? How do we make it a lot of fun? How do we how do we find that stress relief mm. uh, at the same time? So uh, it's been a, a fun experience. And... Um, Again, we'll keep doing it until I guess the legs. Until they say no more. Until they, yeah, say, no they more. say no more. <laughs> now, Disney World has marathons, right? They so, do. I mean, have we combined the two loves? Maybe yet? next year. Oh, all right. He's thinking about the Disney World marathon. All right. That's about the one that. that that sounds a lot more fun. I'm like, hey, should I sign up for New York? And she's like, no, no, go go to Disney World instead. So, uh, so maybe <laughs> well, next year. It's on the podcast, so you all know, right. We can, we so can we'll hold them, hold them to, to it. it I think. That's yes. right. Well, thank you both for taking the time today to just share a little bit about your story and experiences. And uh, I have been um, impacted by both of you. And so thank you. My kids have been impacted. So thank you. Um, And Grace College has been impacted. So thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for the leadership here in the community, Drew. And thanks to all of you for listening today to the Grace Story podcast. Thank you to Dr. Wally Brath for writing our music and also to Ryan and Rick for being our producers. If you could like or share this wherever you found it, we'd be so grateful. Until next time, live your best Grace Story today.